McFarlane. Yes, McFarlane, everybody. I know that we scream McFarlane whenever we feel good about something. Well, we feel good about this podcast. I know Red Sox fans don't feel good waking up on Saturday morning about what happened to their team. 28-6, to they lost to the Toronto Blue Jays. They are now 1-7 over the last eight games, 3-11 over the last 14. Yes, they set a franchise record for most runs allowed in a single game. That's 27 runs. 27. Oh, 27. Tied for the second most hits allowed in a single game. Allowed 11 runs in the top of the fifth inning. Their most in inning since July 2nd, 2016. Also allowed 10 hits in the fifth inning, all with two outs. You want to keep it going? Let's go. All right. Blue Jays, well, they've set a franchise record for most runs and hits. Uh, what else we got here? Let's see. 12 straight Blue Jays batters reach via a hit or walk in the fifth inning. They also tied a major league record for most runs scored in a game in the first five innings. That was 25. They scored 25 runs in the first five innings. All right, you get the point. But you know what? We're here to make everyone feel good. We're here to make everyone feel good. And the best way I can think of to make everyone feel good is to have Sean Casey, the feel-good ambassador for Major League Baseball, the guy that was on the Red Sox in 2008, who left his mark and what was a really, really good team back then, come on the podcast, tell some David Ortiz stories as we head to Cooperstown to induct David Ortiz into the Baseball Hall of Fame. You're welcome, all right? If Sean Casey can't bring a smile to your face, nobody can. So here you go. Me, Coop, Sean Casey, some good David Ortiz stories heading into the big day, which is the big day being David Ortiz Induction Day. So push aside with the team that's on the field for the Boston Red Sox. Soak in what's happening in Cooperstown and let Sean Casey be your guide. Here you go. All right, there's nobody, when it comes to uh, telling David Ortiz stories, there's only really one David Ortiz story that jumps to the head of the pack when it comes to any YouTube anyway, and that's when Sean Casey interviewed David Ortiz for WEI.com back in the day. <laughs> city Hall, the wildly popular City Hall. And he, right so 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 who do we turn to who do we turn to 14 years later sean to, to <laughs> there is no better honor to, to to usher david ortiz into cooperstown than to get to re reunite you and me and some david ortiz stories right wasn't that the best, Dude, that was the best. Well, what's so funny rob is that you know you uh um, you started that. Hey, why don't we do that? Remember, you had like the bootleg. It wasn't like we didn't, we didn't. The cameras weren't that good on the phones back then. So you had like this bootleg recorder. You're like, hey, take this with you and start a, a city hall with Sean Casey. You know, and I'm like, yeah, that sounds like a good idea, Bradford. And then next thing you know, like we got all these great interviews. But our best one was probably Big Poppy when we did the top five movies top ever. Five <laughs> movies ever. Top five <laughs> movies ever. And so and so, in case people don't know, so we did this. We ran around, and I think that, honestly, this was – I want to take – much like I take credit for David Ross being on Dancing with the Stars, I take credit for you being on MLB Network because this was like – this was like – this was the, the ultimate resume builder where you, you became like a – you know what I loved about it, Sean? Like, you became obsessed with it. Like, so the, what besides the Ortiz one, what I remember is that there was like a walk-off in, in like first game of a doubleheader. And like so, everyone's celebrating. Get while getting ready for the second game. And what do you do? You grab grab Kevin Cash in the hallway. Kevin Cash. <laughs> <laughs> I, re 
Dude, and I remember, I remember that one was like top five cars, right? Top five like, cars. Top five... <laughs> no, and he no, was like, top five cars you've ever had. He was like, oh, the, the 91 Bronco I had. Was, I can't remember. I remember like a 91 Bronco was in there, though. Oh, my God. Now, now I, I know that you just walked this game off and you're getting ready for the next game, but tell me your top five cars. So, but... <laughs> it's so funny, dude. I remember that. And it was me and Cash in the hallway, and I think you, the media is going up and down. And I'm like, "Hey, tell me about your uh, '94 Honda Accord." That you used to drive. <laughs> so, but the Ortiz one was like one of the signature moments in Boston sports media history because you go top five movies, and he goes, and I was telling Coop about this. I said he goes, he goes, he's trying to say number three. Analyze this, which is a Billy Crystal movie. But we, you, when he said it, yeah. both you and I thought you were, he was talking about a porno, right? Correct. Yeah, he was. I thought he said Anna likes this. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, haven't caught that one myself. Yeah, that's, yeah. I was like, I was like, I don't. I was like, Anna likes this. I never heard of that one. That must be on uh, Pornhub or something. You know what I mean? I'm, <laughs> that's a, that's a whole that's a whole nother city hall. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And the, so, and the, well, then he was like, then he, you know, you expect you you come into somebody with big poppy stature. You're you're thinking like he's gonna come out with your top five movies like Gladiator, Braveheart, uh, Star Wars. Just know, something like, that gets like, the blood going. Just some of the classics. He comes out with like analyze this, uh, and then the one was Anna, was number number one was. Yeah, it was Anaconda. Oh, was it? I was wasn't it? it? Wasn't it? No, wasn't I, thought it was, I, I thought it was Pink Panther. Pink, <laughs> he goes. Oh, his top three were an, an, analyze this, Anaconda, yeah. and the Pink Panther. Hey, and, he like, goes, he goes, <laughs> and he goes, Pink Panther, and you know it. And then he walks <laughs> off. That's right. That's right. And he was like, and I, I remember thinking to myself, like, Wow, does he need to get out more? Jeez. <laughs> like, well, I don't think that's a problem. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. So, so, so this is there's no better time as we, as we we're Coop and I are going to Cooperstown. Uh, I'll, I'll make sure that you are well represented there, Sean. So, uh, yes, it, brother. Thank you. I, t- please, please tell Big Pop when you see him too. I'll, I'm, I'll call him. But I'm so proud of him. So excited for. For Boston, you know, for the Red Sox nation, I mean, Big Poppy to me is one of the greatest Red Sox of all time and just one of the greatest teammates I ever played with. And You know, I, I saw a story the other day, brother, when they were talking about uh, when he got traded from the Mariners to the Twins. I mean, talk about two teams dropping the ball in like some of the – one of the biggest, worst ways ever, especially the Twins, because this is my story about when I first met David. When I was in A in Akron, Ohio, when I was with the Akron Arrows in double-A for the, for the Indians, Big Poppy had just been called up like mid-season in, to New Britain. And there were some studs on that team, Torrey Hunter. Um, uh, I want to say like uh, Corey Koski, maybe Minkavich, some some really good players. And then Big Poppy, they're like, hey, they just called this guy. I, I want to say he was still David Arias at that time. He was, he was just tinkering <laughs> on David Arias and Ortiz at the time. But, dude, he came up, bro, and – this guy was hitting bullets to left center like I'd never seen somebody hit the ball. And I was, I remember thinking, this guy's hands – you know, we have a lot of good players on the field in A. This guy's a notch above all of us. Like, just the way he hits the ball, the way the ball comes off his bat, the way he drives the ball. 
So when I saw that he was called up to the Twins and like playing, not playing, kind of like, and then he got released. I remember thinking they released David Ortiz. Like what a, like I just remember thinking like Tom Kelly that did not give him a fair shake to play every day and let the talent come out. And so when Boston picked him up, I remember thinking, dude, this guy's going to dominate if he gets a chance to play. And like the rest is obviously history. But I remember seeing him in 97, bro, and going, this guy's different than everyone else here. All right, so then you get a chance to play with him, all right? So here you yeah. go. Right, here's right, That can be your – if we're going to do top City Hall, uh, David Ortiz edition, <laughs> that can be number five, all right? Give me, give, me some, give me some now. When you get a chance to play with him, like it's a whole nother deal, right? I would imagine. Oh, a whole nother deal, bro. <laughs> Yeah. I remember, like, well, obviously, when I, I remember my first day of spring train, I walk up and he was like, dude, what's up, Case? And I was like, oh, my God. I was like, Pop, it's, I'm so grateful that even after 97 playing in the minor leagues together, my, it was, turned out to be my last year in the big leagues, and I kind of knew it, too. I was like, oh, this is so great I get to play with David. Like, you know, and, and uh, you know, and I was so fired up to play for Tito, too. But I remember that first day of spring training, he came up and gave me a big hug. It just made me feel so welcome, but it was so David. It was exactly what, what exactly why everyone loves him. He it made everybody feel that way, you know. Um, so spring training was awesome with them. Um, I think one of the things that was that was great was that trip to Japan. Uh, you know, I go back and I'm like, you know, first off, it wasn't great that I slept on the Tempur-Pedic pillow. Oh, that was dude. That's I, a I, whole I never. I know, well, that, that, talk about lists. That's my top five Japan moment. Watching watching you walk off the plane, not being able to move your neck. That was great. Oh yeah, that was that was awesome. That worked out well. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> oh, this is a great trip to Japan. I'm in a frick. I'm paralyzed for like you know a couple of days. Um. So, so um. So that on that trip, I remember thinking to myself, man, I got. I want to get to know some of these guys and hang out with them and stuff and. And in the back, they um, it was uh, it was it was Tech, like uh, Papelbon, uh, uh, was it Cat? Maybe Cash was back there, or maybe he's too cheap to back to be back there. I don't know if Cash was back there, but Big Poppy was back there. A bunch of guys were playing playing poker, and uh, you know I, I was like, I don't really play poker, but I'll get in. I got a couple bucks, you know what I mean? So I come in and. There's a stack of cash next next to David. I'm like, I didn't know people rolled with this kind of cash just on a flight. You know what I mean? Like, boy, it looks like he had to have gone to the bank before we started, you know, came on this flight. So so I'm playing. I drop a couple couple grand right out the gates. And the reason I'm dropping a couple grand is because Big Poppy's staying in on every hand. He has like a two, six, and a seven, and he's staying in. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? You know, this is ridiculous. He's basically strong-arming people with this with this uh, suitcase of cash he has next to him. You know what I mean? He's staying in on all these hands. So I would, you know, stay in. Then next, you know, I'm, I'm out. I don't really know what I'm doing, but I'm losing. So I think I lost, like, I lost a couple grand or whatever. And and, they, and so I'm like, fellas, this is great getting to know you guys for the last 30 minutes, but I don't want to lose all my money here, you know? So so David's like, go, oh, Case. He's like, here, take 10 grand. He's like, stay in. Stay in. Stay in. Here's $10,000. I'm like, Oh, that's very kind of you, Big Pop. I appreciate it. So, sure enough, I stay in, bro, for like so. It, it, it gives me about another hour of cards. Bam! I lose Big Poppy's ten grand like that. I'm like, oh man, I'm down twelve grand, and I'm thinking to myself, how did I just spend twelve grand on a flight to Japan? Trying to, 
trying to get to know guys. Maybe I could have just grabbed a coffee or a beer with somebody. And, you know, I, I decided to jump in this ridiculous poker game that David stays in on every hand. It, it doesn't matter what the heck he, he, he wins, you know, at the end. So it was so funny. A couple weeks later, you know, I'm like, I got to get Poppy. The, I got to get Pop this money back. But we were kind of on a road trip and blah, blah, coming back. You know, we were all over the place. We went to L.A., Toronto. Yeah. So it was a couple weeks later. He's in the training room. I come in, Bradford. I'm like, I bring in 10 grand cash. And I'm like, David, I'm like, here you go, bro. He's like, what's this for? <laughs> and I'm like, you gave me 10 grand two weeks ago on the trip to Japan to play poker. I was like, I owe this to you. I should have just take off run. I was like, I'm oh, just kidding, bro. I don't owe you anything. I'm out of no. But he had no idea that I owed him 10 grand for that flight. <laughs> Uh, uh, dude, like, so you're like the fifth person that described David Ortiz, like his his strategy when it comes to card playing on these planes. And so yeah. he, he, everyone says, and Papamon just said this on the radio this morning. He's like, he was terrible. He was a terrible card playing, but he just basically would intimidate everyone with his cash. <laughs> That's it. That's exactly it. Exactly. I didn't know what the hell he was doing. I don't even know if he understood the game, but I just, he had so much cash next to him and was staying in on every hand. You're like, this guy must know what he's doing. You know what I mean? And then by the time you lose 12 grand, you realize this guy has no idea what he's doing, but I just lost all my money to him. I mean, would he, would he, like, would he play it like he was just like bluffing? Like he would just straight faces and just be like, yeah, Yeah. I know what I'm doing here. Yeah, like he would play it like he knew what he was doing, but then you realize he's staying in on every hand. But then because he stayed in on every hand, you're like, maybe this is the hand. He's actually got some good cards. So you're kind of nervous because there's big money out there. That's how I went through 12 grand so or David's money so fast. I was like, God, to stay in is like a grand. You know, to stay, you know, to, to, you know, to double in, you're like, oh, there's two grand in there. You know, so it was like <laughs> – it wasn't your like five dollar table at like no, Foxwoods, no. you know what I mean? <laughs> hey, but the, the Monday the Monday morning quarterback feeling must have been a whole lot better. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. it wasn't yeah. yours. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So so as the year goes on, you got any more good stories, David stories? I mean, just great stories of like on the bus rides and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like it was so great. Him, he would get on the mic and be like, "Hey, hey, hey, baby, it's big Bobby." And then and then bitter bitter wake in the back would be just like, "Hey, you." You suck, you know, and then then he'd be like, "Take it easy back there, wake, you know, get a. You're 75 years old, and still playing. Get a hold of yourself, you know what I mean?" So like, just the stories, like on those bus rides, dude. Poppy was just. That's what I loved about Pop. Like, it was you know he was already established as one of the best in the game, but he was the best teammate, man. Like he got on the mic so that we could all have a good time and have some laughs, knowing that Wake was gonna chime in, and then no, they'd go back and forth, and then. You know, it was just a lot of fun. Then Kevin Cash would chime in, and we'd be like, Cash, you're in the buck 70. You shut up. You don't even have a voice in this team. You're still getting a wet newspaper up there, you know? But it's true. Like, we, we talk a lot, Case, about, like, the the dynamic of a clubhouse. And I remember yeah. just before, Mookie, the year after Ortiz retired, he's like, everything Pat had to pass through David. Right? right, like right. that's okay. Sure, you have the Veritax C on the jersey, which you don't have anymore. But baseball clubhouses, there's not really captains because there's a bunch of different people, right? Right. But Ortiz was sort of the unicorn in the sense of like everything. Sort of, he maybe wasn't the guy who's gonna lead by like hit the gritty gutty example or or get on the stool or whatever. But everything 
it was understood. Everything passed through him, right? Everything went through David. You know what I mean? If it was a big decision or if it was something that was, you know, big with the team, you know, it went through David. And obviously Tech was there too when I was there. Um, but I just think like, you know, Tech was quiet. You know, Tech was more quiet than David was. David was a guy that, you know, you knew he would speak up. You knew that, you know, he was just a leader in that clubhouse. So, yeah, you know, if, if there was anything big, I feel like I feel like it went through David. Yeah. I mean, I forgot. You had the Manny thing that year, too. Oh, yeah. That was – I mean, Manny went into the – I think it was in Seattle. I don't know what – you know, Manny just was disgruntled. And, and he, I remember him going into Paul Lassard's – Paul Lassard was the trainer, went into the training room. Manny's like, I can't play today. And Paul's like, what? I didn't even know you had something wrong. He's like, my knees bothered me. He's like, which one? And he points at both of them. He's like, this one. Points at both knees. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, this is going south real fast. And Manny just pointed at both his knees and said, this one was bothering him. <laughs> oh, man. That was a good team, man. Like, you were there for a good year. I mean, I know that yeah. didn't end up the way that you wanted, but – you know, that, that that dynamic with David and, and, you know, everybody there, that was cool. It was a great year, man. It was a great year. And, you know, looking back, I, um, you know, reading Tito's book, too, he talks about, you know, the 2014, 2007. He says the best team he had might have been the 2008 team. I look back, it was the best team I've ever played on, man. We were we were rolling through some people with some, you know, with, with, with some thunder, um, and it was just, you know, it was a lot of fun. One quick Manny story. Now that I'm, we're talking about Manny, <laughs> I was thinking about this right before Manny got traded. We were out and playing in Oakland and me, Alex, Cora and Manny went to, went to, went to dinner right on the water there. I can't remember where it was really good place. We get the seafood platter. You know, we go all out a couple bottles of wine, blah, blah, blah. We're, you know, we're having a good time and, uh, you know, we're having fun. And, you know, I'm like, I remember turning to Alex going, this is going to be a pretty big bill, I think. He's like, yeah, we're like, yeah, we're with Manny. He's making like $18 million a year. We're, we're, not, we're making peanuts at the time. We're like the two bench players. Like, we're just coming up the rear, like, leaning on the heavy hitters. And Manny, at the end of the, at the, end of the meal, is like, hey, guys, I'll be back. I just got go to go to the bathroom. I'm like, yeah, no problem. <laughs> like, 15 minutes later, I'm like, is he dropping a bomb in there or something? Like, do we need to call 911? Is he, did he drown in the toilet? And uh, turns out, man, he got a cab and left me and Alex. Oh, and no way. Oh, I, like, I want to say it was like two grand. I was like, you got to oh be kidding God. me. Freaking Manny's pulling up, pulling an A-ball trick back in the day when you used to go with the veterans and you head on out. He left me in court with the bill, took a cab back. We're like, Manny, what the hell happened? You know? Did he? What did you say? Did you say to him like, "What the hell happened?" What? Happened? Yeah, the next. Yeah, the next day, I'm like, "Dude, hey, what happened with the, uh, with the, with the bill last night? I thought you were going to the bathroom." He's like, "Oh, I had to get back to the hotel." I was like, "For what?" <laughs> that's that's when you ask Ortiz to show up and play some poker. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I'm like, hey, if David were here, he put he would have thrown some cash down. We'd be in business, you know. <laughs> oh well, listen. Dude, I, I know that you're traveling around, and I don't want to keep you, but I just want to, like, give you, like, final thoughts on, like, David. Ozzy goes into Cooperstown yeah. here. If you, like, we all, like, we talked about as his career was progressing, even back then, man, like, started probably right right around 07, 08, where, like, this guy has a chance. This guy, I forget about the fact that he's a DH. This guy has a legit chance. Then he does what he does, like, in the 13 World Series and everything else. But for you, it's like, when did you say this guy is is going to be in Cooperstown? 
Uh, you know what? When I was with him in 08, I was like, this guy's special. You know what I mean? I, I think, Brad, I think the one thing you know is that when you're playing with guys, you know greatness. Because you're in the big leagues, and, and, and you have – I went to three all-star games. I had a good career, blah, blah, blah. But you playing with some guys – when I played with, with Ken Griffey Jr. for six years, I'm like, this guy's at a different level. This guy's at a Cooperstown level. You know, when I, and when I played with David, I felt the same thing. Like, man, this guy's just different than everybody else. This guy, you know, knows how to hit. You know, he, he drives the ball all over the park. He, he has a heartbeat that slows down in pressure situations. Um, he comes up big every time we need a big hit. It, it was just it was just something that was, uh, you know, that was different. And I, I just – I'm telling you, bro, I'm not joking when I say this. I saw greatness back in 1997 when he came up in double-A with the New Britain Twins. And I, and I saw it at another level in 2008 when I was with him in Boston. I couldn't be more excited – for a teammate, a friend, a guy to be going into the Cooperstown because talk about a guy that did it right. You know, I think one thing when you look back at your career as a big league player, you remember the great teammates. You don't necessarily – the great players are great too because, you know, you're like, I'm, I'm glad I played with them, but the great teammates you remember. Now, if they're a great teammate and the best player, you really remember them. And, and Big Poppy, you know, David Ortiz, just one of my favorite teammates of all time, one of the best players I've ever played with. So grateful that he's going into Cooperstown first time, first shot, and uh, Cooperstown wouldn't be the same uh, without David Ortiz in there. Well, I got big news for you, okay? It's big news for yeah. David. Coop and I are both going out there to celebrate, um, but big news for Sean Casey as well. This isn't the only Hall of Fame induction this weekend. Sean Casey, I want to induct you into the Bradford Show Hall of Fame. What? There you go. <laughs> Dude, talk about an honor, bro. This is that's that's next level, Bradford. You know what I mean? That's next level, bro. Yep, yep. There you go. So it's listen. There's no plaque, but there's a T-shirt. So there you go. All right, send it to me. Send it to me. <laughs> All right. Well, well deserved. One of the best. Listen, one of the, the the Hall of Fame. By the way, a great career. A great career. Three All Star games. Like let and and I just I just apologized to Coop on the podcast for saying the All Star game doesn't make a difference. But 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 making the All Star Game actually does. So yes, that's, that's great career and even better, even better uh, media personality. So excellent. you're the best, and even Bradford. better personality. Dude, thanks, bro. I appreciate it. And like I said, you, uh, I'm grateful that we, we we developed this friendship in 08, and that city hall thing was hilarious, bro. You were ahead of your time, Bradford. You were ahead of your time. That's what everybody's doing now. But uh, I'm glad that we're still connected, man. And Coop, it's been a pleasure meeting you, man. Very nice to and meet I'm you, And I'm sure Sean. we'll do this again at some point. Oh, yeah. All so. right. All right, man. All right, Sean. All right, okay, Hall, fellas. Fame, Hall of Famer, Sean Casey. There you go. Have fun at Cooperstown, boys. Uh, all right. All right. All right. All right. See ya.